0: Hello and welcome to the independent dealer podcast brought to you by Buckeye Dealership Consulting. We had a great, great conversation just now, Luke, with Scott Allen, Rob Fox, the architects, uh, obviously Scott with NIADA and Rob with uh, Buckeye, bringing the 20 group programs, the DPG programs back under one roof and uniting them. Uh, Yeah. Super (laughs) cool.
1: It is. And and I have some commentary before we start the interview. I have been a member of both both systems. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the first NIADA group ever put together and that was before we even bought lead Okay. Um, that group was a cluster. It was run by Joe Lascoda. Um, and it's not because of Joe Lascoda that it was a cluster, but it was just a bunch of groups put together, a bunch of people put together. Um, I don't get me wrong. I've made some of my best friends, uh, in the car business in that group, but mm-hmm. there was like, you know, Marshall and Eric selling. $40,000 luxury cars and $60,000 luxury cars. In there was a buy here, pay here customer uh, guy selling $7,000 cars. So it was made up with a bunch of different people. It didn't work. And so the only thing IADA could do was grow. And so Steve Jordan purchased LEADEM's groups. Um, and I think you were in a leadham group, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was on the services board when this happened and i thought it was the greatest thing in the world and it was um our groups got mixed up and we we were smooth sailing for a while right Mm -hmm. but what was the one thing you kept saying that that didn't happen right nobody was listening nobody was listening to
0: us right just reinventing the programs things like that and
1: and so so what what Buckeye and what rob did i really truly think helped fix the problem um Mm you've been to an all all group meeting, which I think mm-hmm. is very very revolutionary, and also the data input was so much easier than it had been and I know you've mm-hmm. complained about that over the years mm-hmm. uh, What has happened because i'm not in a in a d a twenty group currently what has happened to the groups since since this fell apart so what I think when you talk about any twenty
0: group i don't i think there's a certain level of uh Magic that comes from the moderator, right? A certain level of magic that comes from the format, whether you're a three-day format, a two-day format, whether your group likes to do destinations, whether your group likes to do hotel in and outs. But I think the majority of the magic just comes from the blind luck that you have got a group of dealers that you like being around and that you have a camaraderie of the core five to eight to 10 dealers in the group. And then you're going to have another five to eight to 10 dealers that are just kind of there for education, but don't really participate. Right. So I've been in probably three or four different iterations of a 20 group. You know, the first one had a very, very strong core group that liked each other. They liked hanging out. We all enjoyed going to meetings and spending time before and after. And then you start losing some members and then you get a moderator switched. And then maybe your group falls apart and then you struggle to regain traction within your group. Because I know even in my 20 group right now, it's a little bit harder. You know, we're a little low on numbers. It's a little hard to get a solid commitment out of people and kind of have that camaraderie, even though I've got a great group. But I know other 20 groups with the exact same moderator that they would never miss. They're bursting at the seams and you would not miss that 20 group meeting, even for your own kid's wedding, you know? So, I think it has, it's, it's a magic that just happens when you've got the right dealers together.
1: hundred percent agree. And and what Rob found out and Mm -hmm. and he told us as much is that um, you can't be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And there you have to have a certain pool of dealers. And if you don't have enough people participating, like you talk about, the magic doesn't happen. And so. So you're not
0: forced to put, retails with buy here pay here. you're not forced to put 20 million portfolios with ones and you can have starter groups where everyone's kind of at the same level so yes there's definitely an economy of scale that makes the education better
1: and being in a 20 groups hard work jeff um and, and people may not know that out there it's not just going to a destination and party and having fun it is every month putting those true numbers in Making sure you're running your dealership right, because if you don't commit to certain things, they're going to kick you out of a 20 group if you're not doing it properly. Um, I'm so glad they're back together. I, I commend um, Scott Allen for his work. I commend Rob Fox for his commitment, the amount of money he spent to. to he's walking away from. That he's walking away from. He's giving back to the NIADA. I, mm-hmm. think, this is, I think this is huge.
0: That was think, the first comment that you said, Luke, when I said, hey, I, I think the groups might be getting back together. You said, there's no way. Association can't afford it. Well, and it changes the economies when you've got a guy like Rob that's willing to just, here's a gift.
1: I mean, and, I and don't again, know that I've even paid that much in pro rates over my 20 years. <laughs> so, and that shows you Buckeyes' commitment to the NIDA and to dealers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, and that's, um, that's important here. Rob's done a, done something great, and Scott has facilitated it. Um, and And I just commend the board on on this decision and Rob on what he's done.
0: Yeah, and and not that Rob's going to disappear. You guys, obviously, Buckeye Dealerships Consulting still a sponsor of our podcast. I think they'll be around for a while. Buy here, pay here. United the summit is still going to be an integral part of what Rob's doing. For now, you know, we're going to have a buy here, pay here summit, and IADA is still going to do their fall. Uh, uh, buy here, pay here, um, forum, super forum. So, what we've got plenty of education, and we will see you at buy here, pay here united, Luke.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because I think that NIADA could look at maybe uh joining with buy here, pay here united. I can tell you this great show, Jeff and I are going to be there, and uh, Sat the Bellagio super cheap rate, Jeff, April 30th through May 2nd. And also, just announced NEO is going to have a one day uh, user summit the day after. So, huh. you're going to still get the same pro rate or, or the same uh, rate at the conference for the NEO user summit. So, a lot of things going on at Buy Here, Pay Here United. You should be there. Jeff and I are going to be there. Jeff just has to drive. I have to fly.
0: Yeah, I'll sleep in my own bed at night. But to the point of the two conventions, they are different. And to to put those two together would take a drastic change for me, Durham, because obviously Buy Here, Pay Here United is very limited in its vendor. It's limited in its reach. There's only, what, eight or nine or 10 vendors that are a part of that, whereas obviously fall convention, there's an expo hall. There's all vendors. You see all technology. It's open to everything. So there's a bit of a different dynamic from the two. Buy Here, Pay Here United is very much focused on the education through a limited amount of uh, vendor input. So... I don't know how they marry those two, but there, oh, they I mean, think. Yeah, there's a place for both of them, in my opinion. So, it just would be a matter of which one.
1: So we got about a 20 minute interview uh, with Rob and and Scott. So sit back, relax, listen, and and if you have any questions, email us.
0: You are listening to the Independent Dealer Podcast with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson.
1: Jeff, you missed a lot of action. Because you didn't make it to the all the 20-group all-meeting on uh, Friday Had only I known it would be so action-packed,
0: I would have risked the divorce and gone down and just rolled the dice. But, guys, tell us real quick. I think a lot of dealers know what's going on. They've seen the press releases. They've seen the other announcements and some of the interviews you guys have done. Just give us real quick. Maybe we'll go to Rob. Rob, I, I just keep going back to that movie as a kid. It was called Parent Trap where they like get the two guys, you know, the old, the, the mom and the dad in the room and they like convince them to like work out the differences and fall in love again. Did this happen anything like that? Did someone corner you guys at a convention <laughs> and put you in the same room and say, let's, let's bring this together. Rob, give us real well, quick the how this even comes about.
2: Lawrence Mead got us together. Um, so it was kind of, and it wasn't really a parent trap. We knew we were meeting. Um, we had a great dinner. Um, I mean, had a great time together, spent three hours. Scott and I barely knew each other that well. Um, But we we did agree on that for the long run, the the 20 groups and performance groups, whether whatever we call them, need to be under one tent, okay? And that tent was NIADA because that is their mission for training. Mm -hmm. Um, So we agreed on it. Um, And again, we agreed on this back in June and we started talking in June uh, we probably talked, I don't know, every other week, once, twice, maybe three times a month uh, till December. And then like Scott and I said, um, basically midway through December, we were like hair on fire. We're doing this by, the, by our all group meetings. We thought that was a really good place to announce it. Um, we had a really good attendance. Um, we had really good feedback. Some we wanted, some we didn't want. Um, and... You know, it it was a really good. Res- it was it was uh, you know, and to uh, Scott and Melanie and Jeremy's you know um credit, you know they showed up uh, with Bill Elizondo. I wanted Bill there. You know, he publishes everything on Facebook. Um, he, they all came, had dinner with us, and the announcement was made. And then we set up on with uh, Dave Brotherton, set up on a panel and answered questions on. So, so basically. Scott-
1: I, but let's go. Let's go to Scott real quick, Jeff, because I think I think we, we need to we need to dig in. We we know the side of Buckeye with with how this started. Scott, what makes what, why? And I think we all know the answer. So why did NIADA feel it was so important to get this back together?
3: yeah really i think that's a pretty simple question to answer um when uh when the when that happened when dpg was formed uh we uh as a board and at niada and the entire staff and everybody associated with us uh definitely recognized that we um uh, maybe we missed the mark on some things because there were uh you know uh some great developments that were happening over there on the dpg side uh, we circled and talked about, uh, the importance of the 20 group program, why we got it in the, into it in the first place, why it was such a great fit for NIADA, uh, and for our members, uh, and decided that, uh, we were not going, you know, that we were going to do everything we could at that point to strengthen our side of our 20 group program. So we started developing, uh, a new platform for our 20 group program, uh, centered around, uh, an onboarding process. And expanding uh, our offerings to uh, smaller dealers uh, in express groups and things like that. While uh, Rob on his side was working uh, with the buyer payer dealers on the composite and uh, uh, the great strides that were made from that side and, and the all group meeting and all those great things that we saw. So, back in June, I mean, I just felt like it was time for us to maybe talk about what we could do together. And that's how it really started. Uh, it wasn't really to start one side, put it place at one side or the other, but how can we strengthen this all the way, you know, all the way around for all of our members? And it just morphed into the opportunity to to come to this uh, integration, and uh, so then we worked very hard to to make that happen. And I think at NIADA we learned quite a bit uh, about what our dealers really want based on what the dealers told Rob, and Rob responded, uh, and we 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 see how that how beneficial that was and. And want to do that exact same uh, type of process with our 20 groups going forward? Yeah. Let's, what's
1: what, What's let's funny? Is, what's funny is Jeff, you've always wanted one thing out of 20 groups, right? What's that? Integration to be <laughs> free dinner, but integration to be able to to seamlessly put your oh,
0: oh,
1: and Luke, so and you know so
0: tug on my heartstrings, buddy.
1: I do, and I tell you, there's been great things that have come out of out of what happened here
0: um, well I, I want to say that look, before you make your point to rob's credit and i know i think the, i think the situation is rob is handing these back to niada i mean i hope that's tax deductible i don't know whatever you're going to do on that side of it for you but you figure that part out but so here's the thing i've been in a 20 group for i don't know 20 years right ever since Leadum, whatever a long time it became complacent, right? Certain moderators, certain formats, certain things became very complacent. And so when something comes in like this and really kind of shakes the foundation, that caused the, the association to say, whoa, 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 we just hemorrhaged half of our members. What can we do to keep the ones we have and get in new ones? And it caused us to innovate, just like, you know, Buckeye came in and innovated the DPGs, right? So good, bad, ugly, whatever this thing happened, man, it sure did cause everyone to look at the groups and say, okay, we have got to reinvent ourselves and take these things to the next level, which is ultimately great because now you've got two organizations innovating and now you can bring them both back together. And like Luke was saying, I mean, data integration, huge. Rob made it happen and now we get to reap the benefits. Okay, guys, just to jump in real quick, make sure uh, you know about Primalend. Great sponsor of the podcast. Great place to go to get your lines of credit, uh, to get your financial consulting done. These guys, uh, they jump in, they stand behind the industry, and they they'll help you grow if you want to grow.
1: And you know what else they do, Jeff? If you if you're sitting on a piece of property or see a piece of property that you want to buy, it's a dealership. Mm. They will come in and lend you the money to do that. And so. There's so many things that they can do to help facilitate the growth of your business.
0: If you're a dealership and you can justify owning the property underneath your dealership, you have to, you have to, have to buy here, pay here. Maybe you got a portfolio and it's a long-term portfolio play. If you're a retail dealer and you're not putting equity away in the property that you're on top of, I think you're missing a huge
1: part of being a car lot. Anytime, Anytime you're paying rent to someone else, you're doing yourself a disservice. So, yeah. um, building wealth can be built with reinsurance with Buckeye, or it can be built with owning property. So, either way, you, that's what you need to look at. So, we were both uh, w- when the first Leadum purchase happened. Um, and I I guess how long that was 2017 or 18, I guess maybe. Um, I was yeah, seven years now. Yeah, I was on the services board at the time. And I thought it was just, Made total sense because twenty group education, the education dealers get from twenty group is so important. And NIADA's mission essentially is to uh, is to educate a dealer. Right? Can you speak to how it started, maybe what maybe happened, and where we are now when it comes to to using twenty groups for education?
3: Well, first of all, uh, twenty groups provide uh, an enormous amount of data. Uh, from the, some of the greatest operators across the country. Uh, and one of the things that we're focusing on doing a better job of uh, is using that to help further our advocacy efforts, our education efforts, uh, and everything that we've learned from uh, from going back to Ledum, uh to this point. So uh, before that, we acquired the data from uh, the Leadum and association uh, from Leadum. Uh, from the data of the 20 groups uh, going all the way back into the late 1990s. Uh, We've had almost six and a half, almost seven years under our belt uh, with the 20 group program where a lot of that data was not really utilized. Uh, and so there's been a refocus uh, now to, uh, as NIDA, to become part of the, the hopefully, the uh, the source to go to for independent dealer uh, data, resources, and things for advocacy, education, etc. The 20 groups bring... Besides benchmarks and, and, and all that uh, great information, it provides dealers with an opportunity to, to grow, to profit, uh, to innovate, and to do many, many things uh, as a group that really just can't happen without, uh, without that kind of a uh, um, setting, I believe. So I don't know if that answers your question, Luke. If you want to follow up, maybe I can uh, say some more. But, I mean, it just naturally is a great fit. Uh, for NIDA and what we do, it, it pretty much covers the education, the advocacy, uh, and the furthering of the industry uh, as, as we see it. So,
1: Rob, what did you learn from the last eighteen months to two years about twenty groups that you think uh, um, gives you a different perspective on NIDA and a different perspective on your on your business? Well, really, it's you have to have a large group.
2: Okay, and, and a large group so that you can offer more products and more 20 groups. So the bigger your pool of basic 20 groups are, then you can start pulling people who want service, who want collections, who want different things. Because when you're only dealing with eight groups, you're not going to have enough people to do that or nine groups. So while we had some really good ideas for groups, we didn't have enough pool, you know, a big enough pool to pull from. Um, and in talking with Scott, they were having the same issues. Hey, we need to, you know, we need to get these guys back together so we can offer F&I, you know, many more product offerings. And again, it goes to training. You know, you might have, I think when this is all said and done, I think there's just shy of 20, 20 groups. Well, you might only have, out of that, you might only have three, three service groups and two collection groups, but you'll be providing the training going to your question. It's the training that is needed. You know, go back to the boot camps. You can start them at boot camps, mature them to 20 groups, mature them to collection groups, service groups, and you're, you're educating your dealers all the way through the process. And again, you,
0: you need a pool of 20 groups to be able to have those offerings. Yeah, Scott, can you talk to us about, I think one thing that Buckeye did really well, and I've said this before, is Uh, And Rob, maybe you can correct me if I'm using the wrong words here, but you've got, you've got, Rob's got people that he consults with, but there's a dictatorship in efficiencies. It happens when, when Rob speaks or one of his VPs speak, it happens. And that's probably one of my biggest issues I've had with NIADA and 20 groups is there's a lot of talk and then there's a committee and then there's a lot more talk and then we run it past board, and then we have another committee, and then we talk about it again, and then we try to implement, and then it's three years later, and we still haven't got a new composite, and we still haven't done these things, and we're barely getting express groups off the ground, and my 20 group is still, you know, not as big as it should be, so Scott, help me understand or get the vibe that maybe we could bring over some of that decisiveness and decision-making from DPG to just make these things happen.
3: Sure, uh Jeff, I think that that's uh that's quite a challenge when you're working from the private sector versus an association sector and as you well uh, eloquently described and hopefully we're not going from committee to this to back to committees and this and you know a lot of juggling but it does go through committee uh for uh, and then does come to the board for a vote and then it has to be implemented by the staff and hopefully it's just a three step process but yeah there is more moving parts no question about it you get a lot more input from as rob described yesterday uh he's a single operator and he will make those decisions and can make those decisions very quickly i have a 12 member board i'm one of 12 uh that we have to make sure that we're covering all the bases for all of our dealers we have uh you know as you know Close to 15,000 dealers from everything from one rooftop, uh, from 10 uh, employees and less all the way to uh, stores that are selling four or 500 cars a month and have three or 400 employees as well. So we have to try to find ways to, to, to make it sure that we're, uh, offering programs that can benefit our complete, uh, uh, all of our members. Uh, and really, truly, really, it just comes down to, uh, the structure of an association versus a private firm and how a decision can be made by one person. Uh, And that's not going to change at the association level, but yes, we are trying to move quicker. Uh, We are trying to see if we can streamline those processes and get them through the pipe much quicker. I think we're we're on the right track. We've got a lot of great programs in store. We've worked on a lot of things uh, from our side on the 20 group program while Rob was developing his as well. And we're combining, I think, some of the ideas of both what he brought uh, with the, uh, the composites and the all-dealer meeting that we definitely want to see a continuation of. And then we want to make sure that we're onboarding our, our, uh, our prospective members into the process right away so that they don't have to mm-hmm. wait uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, one, two, or three months before they get to the v- visit their very first group. And maybe the iron's not quite as hot as it once was. So, we're going to move them directly into a group A and then a group B where they can begin learning about the composite, how to enter the data, what it means. And so, we can begin a training group, uh, a training program for members who are moving into the 20 groups while they're waiting for their next group's meeting that they're going to attend as a visitor to see if they're a good fit. And we have a place for them during that period of time as well. So I think that's important, as well as the express groups that I've already mentioned. So I think that we've learned a lot from what Rob's done. I think we've learned a lot from what we're doing, we're gonna to try to implement it all. And hopefully we're gonna move at a much quicker pace. Uh, but yes, there's a difference, and there's a difference uh, mainly because it's private versus association and nonprofit. Really
1: so Scott, important. Scott, who's in charge of the 20 groups in NIADA now?
3: Jeremy Beck is in, of the, is in charge of other 20 groups. Okay, and what, uh, what also, other
1: jobs does he have? Yeah,
3: yeah, uh, he's also uh, in charge of our uh, the launch of our new CPO program, our educational platforms, and uh, dealer development, including convention.
1: Can we can we please scrap this CPO program from? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Luke, that's oh, not
0: gonna oh happen. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, um, go let's ahead. talk about moderators real uh, quick. Luke, we have Ben, we have Bill, we know him. It, I think it was announced today. David's coming over right and then uh is that it we have three three strong moderators ben is mine david is luke's we all love bill
1: and there's a retail there's a retail moderator as well right scott
0: yeah ed curry is his name ed right right of course ed how can i forget ed
1: um rob i i got a question for you what what did you and what did buckeye learn from this experience You
2: know, um, what did we learn? Um, <laughs> Dead air. Come on, you had to learn something, Rob. Rob. You know, I, I got to say that um, the that, that Buckeye itself can't be everything to everybody. And I think you hear a little bit of that with, you know, what Scott's saying. We, we have a lot of clients. We, you know, we really thought that all 350 of our clients would participate because Buckeye did it, um, and they did not. Um, what did we learn? We learned that it was probably easier for the association to do this than us. Um, nothing worse than that phone call, especially the person who knows my number, who wants to dispute a, a charge from a, uh, from a dinner where someone ordered a $300 bottle of wine, and you're trying to prorate it to all members. And they're like, Rob, don't you charge me for this. And you're like, whoo, you know, wrong call. um so as far as what we learned one we enjoyed it i'll tell you right now enjoyed it um but when you're doing business with them it's there's needs to be to definite delineation and we didn't have that we we just merged it and we thought well because buckeye
1: did it everyone will do it you know um I think I think independent dealers have that problem too, Rob. I know I have to tried to be everything to everyone when it comes to to the car business and it, it, you're right, it doesn't work. Um, the same the same question I asked Scott, what what did NIADA learn from this experience? You know what? I I, well, I, I go back we shook it up, you know. I think we all shook. Is that for me or is that for Scott? Sorry, that was that was for Scott. What what um what did NIADA learn from it? <laughs>
3: I am I'm okay to defer to Rob at any time. <laughs> uh but I will say that uh you know your your little uh, uh tagline for today was uh together again uh which is a very true statement. Uh but I think Rob's uh uh vision for 2023 better together is even a truer statement. Uh and and I think that that's one of the things that 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 we learned at NIDA is that partnerships and relationships and communication Uh, about our platforms and the things that we're working on is uh, one of the most important things that we can be working for in 2023, and that uh, we are all better together when we work as interested partners, Uh, AEC state presidents, past presidents, as a board, as an association, everyone involved and all the stakeholders, uh, that, that we can accomplish great things when we work together. And I think that's really what we learned.
0: Mostly. Scott, what would you say to some of those dealers that um, it, during the, the split maybe got a little soured to NIADA? I know there was some, maybe some, you know, harsh feelings or bad feelings that maybe some dealers that are in DPG groups right now might still be harboring. And they could be debating on whether they're going to stick with the 20 group program or whether they're just going to, you know, drift off into the abyss. What would can you say to I, those can dealers, take, Scott?
2: Can, I take, that, can, can yeah. I take that one real quick? And Scott, I'll make it easy on you, okay? Because, you know, let's go back to what I learned. And I want to, and I said this at our thing, you know, we all, instead of focusing on NIAD as an organization and what we could do as an organization, we focused on individuals. We need to focus on NIADA and what it does for all of us, including Buckeye, okay? Including Jeff, including Luke. Everyone. And when you know we say better together, we're all better together. And we learn that. We learn that, hey, listen, it's not as easy as it looks. First, second, you need to listen to everyone, at least be heard. Okay. You don't have to do everything everyone says, but you at least gotta let them be heard. And I think over this whole period of time, that's what we came to understand that you know what? I sat there and I focused on the wrong things. I was reacting, we all were reacting, instead of giving input, and maybe it wasn't wanted at that time, maybe we didn't have the right people in in the board or in certain positions that wanted the input or was asking for the input. But what we've learned is, instead of focusing on individuals, focus on what NIEDA does. You know, it is, I think, incumbent upon all of us to get this back to pre-pandemic 2019. We need to have a rock show. I don't want to say Chicago, because I don't like to go to Chicago, but the Chicago show in 2019 was the best buyer payer show that we've seen. You know, we need to get back there. We need to keep that go back there and get that momentum, ride that wave. And we do that by focusing on, on the association, not on Buckeye and not on Jeff and not on Scott. We look at the association and say, how do we make it better?
0: Yeah, let's talk about that real quick if we can, Rob. Just I know Buy Here Pay Here United is happening this year. I'm super excited to go. Are we still going to have a Buy Here Pay Here United and a Fall Buy Here Pay Here type convention? Is that still in the? Well, world? I can't That's
2: answer. Well, I can answer the thing about the fall. I can tell you that Buy Here Pay Here United is in, is going off at you know again at Bellagio um, at the end of April. Um, we're excited. Uh, we have a really good lineup. I mean, um. I can't, I mean, I can't express how excited I am. Some of the topics we're talking about, you know, we're talking about data. You know, we now know how people spend their money. How crazy is that? I mean, uh, if we were talking with some people, you know, in the, the, the modern data collection now, they know if the customer says, well, I live in Houston, but they find out they're doing extended stays in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Crazy things with the technology we have now. We need to share that information. Um, so yes, we are on, I mean, okay. we've got the next four years in um, Vegas
1: already booked mm-hmm. and we, we plan on having those events. And, and Scott, um, I, I think there's been some confusion on the last couple of years as, as what you call the the fall show and, and, and what's going on there. I assume currently that NIADA is still pressing forward with, Uh, With the fall shows,
3: Uh, yes, sir. At this time, absolutely. Uh, The last time was the Buy Here Pay Here Forum. Uh, It will be coming. We will have one again this fall. Uh, This year, it will be again in Chicago. Maybe we can duplicate some of the things that we did uh, in 2019. I don't. I would love to see you there, Rob. Uh, in fact, I've, I've kind of enjoyed, the so much, uh, on these calls with you that, uh, maybe we ought to experience, uh, maybe check into maybe we could do a podcast together. I'm not sure. I think maybe we could. Uh, Scott and Rob show. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Scott and Rob show. I think there's, there might be something to that. Uh, but no, yes, we are definitely looking forward to having a great fall show as well.
1: And you know what made the the fall show in 2019 so great was I was on the big stage, and I'm just telling you, I just killed it, right in Chicago. It was a great. great I don't show. remember
0: that. I don't remember. You, don't remember
1: that. you weren't there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Down. You
0: know, ever since is
1: that what you're saying? Um One
2: thing to your point, Luke. Um, Jeremy has said, "Hey, can I come?" And you know, back to the better together stuff. I mean, we want them to come. We want you know. We no longer, Buckeye no longer has moderators. I would love to use the NIADA's moderators to be the trainers, to take the, whatever we get there, the information, and get it to the 20 groups, get it to the people who don't show up, get it, you know, onto the webpage. Again, it's better together. And it's um, it's not just something
1: we're saying. I agree. I, and Rob I, and, and Scott, both of y'all, I just want to congratulate y'all and, and tell you, important this is for the industry um rob what you did is super important to the industry too because sometimes you have to have disruption to make things better and and we we've all been vocal uh, about some of the things we've loved about NIADA and some of the things we've not loved about NIADA. and scott i think you've done a great job as president so far i know you still got uh, several months remaining um on that duty and and hopefully we can all get going in the right direction now and and finish out the, the job that we all need to do. I think anything else, Jeff? That's it. That was awesome. Gentlemen, thank you
0: so much for joining us. We value your time immensely. I know you guys have got a lot going on and, and this is awesome. We're super stoked to see what the future brings. Yep. Thank y'all. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Listen, for, listen, for
2: we appreciate you. everything you do,
0: you know, thank you. I want to tell you guys,
2: you know, and I'm, I'm speaking for Scott, but we already talked, he and I talked about you guys already once. You don't know about it because you weren't in the room. You know, we appreciate you guys, both of you. Um, and you. Jeff, you're not even a client of mine. I still appreciate you. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm a client my a a vendor. Seat I feel like I'm a customer. You do sponsor you. our podcast. So I do owe you something. <laughs> dealers Helping Dealers. Please leave us a review and subscribe. The Independent Dealer Podcast.